episode 225 of Bleak and Review. Tonight's guest, Sam Harder. Plus, the Scourge of the West, Kelvin Centigrade returns. All of this in Yeehaw Mater Smashing? Only on Bleak and Review! Welcome back to Politics Schmolitics, the most apathetic news recap podcast in the biz. I'm your host, Braden Richfolk, and here are tonight's stories. Super Tuesday happened this week, and apparently that is very important to democracy. In the wake of Pete Buttigieg's campaign ceasing to exist, Joe Biden took the lead in state delegates this Tuesday, followed closely by noted star of several TikTok memes that I enjoy, Bernie Sanders. All of this leads this reporter to the logical conclusion that, who cares, politics don't matter, nor do they affect anyone like me with full access to their father's credit card. Following the events of Super Tuesday, Elizabeth Warren announced that she would be dropping out of the presidential race, but as of this recording, has not announced which candidate she would be endorsing. Progressives made their opinions heard all over Twitter, but I did not really pay attention to what they were saying because I was preoccupied with my current Twitter war against Arby's. In other news, my friend Kyle got a new bong this week, and that shit rips hard. We got blazed the other night and watched hella cartoons, and it was very chill. He is also now dating Sarah Hardwell, who was like a total dork in high school, but got hot recently. Word is, she also has the hookup at Tao in Hollywood, a restaurant at which this reporter cannot wait to get incredibly drunk off of top-shelf tequila and become an inevitable problem for some rideshare employee later in the evening. This has been the top stories of the hour. Thank you for tuning in once again to Politics Schmalitics. Until next time, I'm Brayden Richfolk, I'm 26, and I'm not registered to vote. Hey, Brayden, what's up, man? Uh, you finished with the news? I've just completed doing the news. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I'm about to do Bleak and Review, uh, so I guess I'll see you later. Uh, you got any plans later? What are you doing? I'm going to go play several Japanese dating simulators. All right. Well, it sounds like you got uh, you got your whole afternoon planned out then, huh? Uh, all right, man. Well, I'll just see you later. Uh, have a good one. Ah, yes. Politics. The lifeblood of democracy. Candidates, etc. <laughs> really thought I had a run there. I thought I was going to nail that, but I did not. This is Bleak and Review. Thank you again for listening in. I'm Kevin Anderson. Always a pleasure to be talking to you in the intro here. Glad we got a little dose of politics there uh, from Braden Richfolk. Super Tuesday, right? That was this week. All of the Amer- all of my American friends, did you get out and vote? Oh, I thought you were going to respond. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm losing my voice here. So we're going to plow through this intro regardless. Uh, Yeah, I had to host host an open mic on Super Tuesday. That was fun. I thought I would be able to kind of detach from the anxiety of watching Biden just clean up everything, you know. I mean, that's my thing. I don't know. I'm not a fan of his. Uh, I'm a Bernie. I guess I'm a Bernie guy. I was a Warren guy, and then strategically it made more sense to vote for Bernie, so I did that. But who cares about my politics at all? Like, this sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like, I was like, oh, cool. I, I don't want to just keep looking at my phone. So luckily, I have to host this open mic, and uh, people will, you know, 
entertain me with their jokes and I won't have to. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's an open mic. Everyone's going to be talking about what's happening in the election uh, on stage. So you can't escape it. <sighs> it's very reminiscent of uh, four years ago, like maybe one of the, in the first few months I was even hosting Killer Mike at the other door in North Hollywood. Uh, we had to host a mic on the night that Trump became president. And boy, that sucked. Uh, that was very disappointing. Uh, yeah, I remember a few things from that night. I remember that friend of the show, Ian Ager, was so upset that he was yelling at the bar. He doesn't know how to use a computer over and over again. And everyone agreed and everyone, you know, <laughs> it took like five yells before the bartenders were like, all right, you need to chill the fuck out because you're screaming in public and that's weird. And he abided. Uh, I remember our friend, other friend of the show, Brian Cox, uh, in an order to lift everyone's spirits, ate a dime on stage, uh, just swallowed money. And <laughs> it was quite entertaining. That was back when he was still drinking. A lot of people were drinking that night. Uh, I make 10% of what the bar makes from eight to close on nights that I host. And I put up the least amount of comics that night. Nobody had fun, but that was one of the best checks I think I walked away with because people were drinking. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Prime, there's still a lot of primaries left, so I don't know. Anything but Trump is good, but it'd be cool to have somebody more radical and radical in big quotes, progressive in there. But, you know, I don't really want to talk about politics in the intro. I am losing my voice for a few reasons. I've had a busy week. Um, that actually the day before the episode that you're about to hear was recorded, I went to see, uh, one of my favorite bands play at the Fonda theater here in Hollywood, California, Anamanaguchi. Um, if you don't know them, you may be familiar with them and not be aware of it. They did the soundtrack for the Scott Pilgrim versus the world video game. Uh, the beat em up, the old retro throw em backs. Uh, they also have been doing music for like 15 years or so, maybe 20 years at this point. And I've been like, I'm like one of those guys that's like been listening to them since before they kind of blew up. And that makes me very interesting. And people love to hear about it. Uh, I remember their first EP, Power Supply. Uh, I had one of the tracks, Helix Nebula was my MySpace song. That's where my fucking cred, that's where my cred's at with it. If you don't know the band though, they're very fun. They kind of started out as like chip tune, like rock and roll with the sounds of like a hacked NES uh, they've kind of evolved since that. They're still very uh, gamery and very electronic, but it's more just kind of turned into like electronica, punk, pop punk, electronica stuff. Uh, really fun. Um, if you're into fun music that makes you dance around like a psycho and have really sore shoulders and neck the next day, then you should check them out. I think you'd like it. Anamanaguchi, hard to spell, but very phonetic. I uh, got very drunk at that show because... I was with a future friend of the show, Max Malecki, another comic out here in L.A. We went to the show together, and we were drinking at the bar next to the theater before the show, and some other nerds were there, and as soon as they found out we were there for the show, we were talking, and I guess because we're comics, we were just entertaining enough that they decided to buy us a bunch of drinks. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. It was a good time, and then I drank more at the show because I got my tax return, and I felt like God... Uh, probably a mistake in the long run. Definitely going to need to pull back on some of that spending I've been doing. Real stupid. Not not doing well uh, financially, like just, you know, being responsible. Doing okay financially, just not being responsible. 
<sighs> if anybody knows how to just get a bunch of money, like, does anyone have like a bag of money they want to send me? That'd be pretty dope. Or like, you know, maybe you've got like rare goods and you, you want me to like flip them for you. I can flip rare goods. I'll take a commission. What am I talking about? I don't know. But uh, this is a very fun episode. Uh, like I said, I was a little hungover on this episode and I don't know if it shows. I think it's still really fun. We had uh, Sam Harder from the Goods from the Woods podcast uh, on uh, on this episode his first time on the pod. It was very fun. We uh, got kind of personal on this in terms of uh, things we've struggled with in the past, uh, substance-wise. And it was interesting to uh, share those stories with Sam. He's a very funny guy. And then uh, a little later in the episode, another returning friend of the show stops by. Uh, the self-proclaimed scourge of the West, uh, Kelvin Centigrade returns. Um, people may remember him from his appearance with Kelly McInerney many episodes ago. Uh, he's got some new stuff to talk about, some interesting ventures, um, and just a right good time to have on the podcast. But don't take it from me, because you're going to hear it in just a second. Because after this musical interlude, we're going to be back with more Bleak and Review with Sam Harder after this. I get your levels here. Can you tell me a story from your childhood? Oh boy. <laughs> it doesn't have to be sad or happy or anything. It can be whatever, whatever comes to mind. Um, I remember one time me and my friend decided to get our BB guns and go out <laughs> and hunt. Okay. Uh, where was the, uh, where did you, uh, you grew up in Texas? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we got our BB guns and we uh, went, you know, behind the railroad tracks and uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and uh, went and found a, some birds and shot them. <laughs> we were successful and uh, wanting to <laughs> you, go hunting. You ended them? Yeah. Well, I shot a bird and it ended up being in the throat and it screamed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That wasn't fun <laughs> when was, we got the gravity of what we were actually doing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wild. That's uh, You're just like, hey, it'll be funny to do this. And then you're like, oh, I just killed a thing and yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, it didn't feel good. <laughs> and then we went back to his house and his mom saw that we had BB guns and she freaked the fuck out. Really? Yeah, of course. How did you, how did you have them uh, under the radar for so long? Um, well, they knew we had them. Oh, okay. But they just didn't know that we were taking them <laughs> to other places to shoot things. They did <laughs> not like, approve of that. These are for home defense. Yeah. <laughs> what if somebody burgles our home? <laughs> well, in Texas, every, like every boy wants a gun. That's what know? I figure, yeah. So they get you a BB gun, but they're like, hey, you can only do this in the backyard. Right. Under here's some can old cans. Absolutely. To shoot. Like, Fuck that. <laughs> well, you do that for like fucking years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you want to go hunting. <laughs> Have you ever been shot with a BB gun? Yeah. I think I I think I, I shot myself did. with one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because not on purpose, I presume. No. <laughs> Um, you were like, I'm Sam Harder, and this is Jack S. Uh, BB gun face shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to uh, shoot something and have water or something spurt out. 
Oh, okay. I thought it'd be cool to see. And so I got a, a gallon jug of water. Uh huh. Like, you know, filled it up with water and uh, like somehow taped it to like the fence or I don't know how I attached it, but I did. Yeah. And then I. You're like, it's like blood when you shoot it. Yeah, it's exactly. Be liquid coming out. That's of it. what I was thinking. Totally, totally. <laughs> And uh, so I shot the water-filled gallon of water with a BB gun, and I didn't realize <laughs> that the water inside made it very hard. Oh, yeah. Very- as opposed to when it was empty <laughs> and the BBs were like going through the other one. Yeah, very prone for a ricochet. Yeah, and it ricocheted and hit me right in the forehead. <laughs> very close to putting out my eye. Yeah, like the, the thing that every parent's worst nightmare would yeah. be. Yeah, absolutely. Very close to that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, it scared me. Yeah, that's terrifying. We used to do that same thing uh, with in my friend's backyard in Sacramento, but we used a bow and arrow with water jugs. So I know exactly the incentive of like, oh, yeah, look, I got him, and he's bleeding out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we never went and killed animals with it, though. But um, Why? Uh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we went and shot neighborhood dogs and cats, you know. Yeah. Uh, after you shot that bird in the throat, did you uh, have the urge to ever go hunting again? Were you just kind of like, that's ah, not for me? <laughs> I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> at, at that age? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I was older, I uh, went and shot a deer. How was that experience? I felt the same way afterwards. <laughs> you, you still were like, oh, hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that's part of hunting is you... I don't think any hunter kills an animal and doesn't feel something about it. Yeah. They I, yeah. they respect that it was a fucking living creature. Yeah. Especially like a hunter as opposed to somebody who like like a hunter hunter. Like that's like what they do is like, yeah, I think I think people that don't feel that are people that end up shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or like trophy hunters. Those yeah. Oh yeah. Are yeah. Bad. yeah. Like oh, I'm gonna go just slaughter a thing just to like have it and yeah. be like, look, I did that shit, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, we're here with uh, Animal Slayer uh, on Bleak and Review. We've got Sam Harder here joining us from the Ghosts in the Woods podcast. Uh, returning I from don't that like an- that title. <laughs> animal animal Slaughter. Uh, we've got a uh, uh, purveyor of death and destruction upon the animal kingdom. Oh, uh, His Majesty, the Deer Slayer. Sam, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, you seem excited. Good to talk about <laughs> animal abuse. Or- Dude, it's always so fun that... that intro thing the cold open is always tell me a story from your childhood and uh-huh. the amount of different weird things that that has turned into that was pretty middle of the road i would say that's a pretty american childhood experience we found uh, we've had a lot of a lot of strange ones come up yeah uh, people admitted to worse crimes than or mine. crimes that maybe had been done unto them uh, oh, okay. <laughs> as, a, as a youth as oh. it were uh, but, uh, yeah, this is, I, I was probably going to talk about the intro cause I'm recording it later. I'm very hungover today, uh, which leads me to my first question for you. Uh, Sam was the, uh, the most hungover you've ever been. And what were the circumstances leading up to that? Cause you used to party from what I know from your standup. See, the <laughs> thing is <laughs> when you used to party, like I used to party, <laughs> you have a hangover every single day. So I'm, I'm glad I remembered that correctly. But <laughs> blend in together. Yeah. It's just one long hangover. Like I remember multiple times being so hungover. You just wake up and, you know, vomit 
Absolutely. And you don't feel better. You know (laughs) how sometimes people say throwing up makes you feel better? No. And then you just like vomit bile and oh shit. yeah just whatever's left in your stomach you which can't is like stop nothing. throwing up <laughs> yeah and this is because you were addicted to chocolate cake what was it <laughs> <laughs> alcohol this is i'm just talking about alcohol we're talking about now. yeah you're talking about like a long-term just like like usage of yeah I, I know that feeling i think it's the point where like the worst hangover is if you miss a day of drinking then like your body just feels so bad because you haven't had any alcohol yeah and i would always just like start drinking again yeah just if to, i felt really shitty i'd i would drink at like fucking 9 a.m 10 a.m all the time you gotta drink yourself through to the other side right yeah i mean especially if i didn't have anything to do or if i had work later that <laughs> night you know wait you would go you were you would go to work drunk yeah sometimes <laughs> wait, what job were you working at the time i was cooking where, like, <laughs> everybody's fucked up on yeah, something. Yeah, cocaine or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, what kind of a restaurant were you at? I worked at uh, the Austin Women's Club. <laughs> I don't know why that as a place to show up to drunk is really funny to me. Well. I got to queue up one of these. I forgot. <laughs> oh, what did I get that for? For the women's club? <laughs> yeah, man. Why is it a men's club, dude? <laughs> yeah, that uh, would have been a cooler place to work. Absolutely. Probably a men's club. Just a bunch of bros throwing down, dude, getting fucking shit faced. Well, most men's clubs are strip clubs, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I guess a gentleman's club. Yes, yeah, certainly. <laughs> uh, in the, the neighborhood I live in, there's three. Um, nice. Uh, oh, I, lo- I love, dude. I love looking you at Go there titties. all the time. Absolutely, dude. I close that place down and open it up. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so you were, you were, uh, how old were you when you were going through this phase of like, uh, all the time drinking? Um, well, I stopped drinking when I was 26. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. And, um, I probably was doing all of this from the time I was like 20, okay. 21. Yeah. It's a, a solid block of time. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Man. And I was drinking like before that, but you know, you just don't have the fucking access. You do. Yeah. Like as soon as you hit 21 uh, and you're just like, oh, I could just get beer whenever I want uh-huh. to be drunk. Uh, like, oh shit. And you definitely ride that out for a long time. <laughs> well, there was, I, one point I was like 19 or 20. I was working at a sandwich shop okay. down on the university of Texas campus. Okay. And, um, it's right next to this beer barn, which I don't know if you're familiar with a beer barn. I have a feeling I know what kind of place it is. Maybe a beer garden. Is that similar? No. Oh, okay. Then it's, I have no idea. <laughs> it's like a liquor store, Oh, okay. but it's drive through. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have, I don't it's, think we have those It's here. like a big barn and you can just drive through the middle of it. This is on campus? Um, or it's, it's close to It's campus. like right off okay, of campus. Okay. So, so they know what they're doing there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Austin is a huge drinking town. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's ingrained in the culture in, in at all ages. Yeah, totally. Like, in high school, the, like, the school song is called Bring Out the Whiskey for Old Austin High. <laughs> In high school. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, <laughs> Old Austin High, drink when you're 16. And then there's like the college in the city. So a lot of the people who are in like a younger age have uh, brothers or sisters that go to UT 
and they just get ingrained in the drinking culture there. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, younger brother, younger sister sees that and they idolize their older sibling. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's cool. I want to get a DUI just like Jack. I, I can, I totally know that, that feeling of like being like around the people that hit 21 before you, but mine wasn't familial because my brother got sent to Mexican rehab when I was in high school. <laughs> my older What's brother. What's Mexican rehab? I All I know it was rehab and it was in Mexico. <laughs> and uh, the place was called Casa by the Sea. And I remember when that my brother, nice. I know, right? It sounds nice. sounds like a resort. But I remember in a letter my brother wrote home, he was so fucking mad about being sent there against his will, of course, like obviously. Yeah. He said, uh, they call it Casa Nobody by the Sea. Nobody likes being kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. It felt it felt very uh, Branch Davidian. <laughs> How did they send him there against his will? I, don't, I wasn't there for it. They made sure I was out of the house when it happened because I was like probably four. 14 or something when when and he's four years older than me so he was probably like a senior in high school and apparently like just someone like so literally some van showed up to the house and then brad was gone yeah <laughs> so, uh, i know this kid who went got sent to rehab and apparently like two like big ex-football players came in his room at like four six in the morning Whoa. something like that and, like, and we're just like hey you're coming with us that could have been the case man i got that's probably why they didn't want me around yeah <laughs> like i imagine that it wasn't a a cordial affair no <laughs> but i remember in his letter he's like they call it castle by the sea but you can't see the ocean because there's 20 foot high fucking cement walls here Whoa. it sounded like prison it's yeah. crazy prison rehab <laughs> yeah seriously so i would uh my my skateboarding friends my little skateboard shredder friends those are the guys some of them were uh like uh, older, like a few grades above me. And so they were the ones that like, I was partying with all these guys that turned 21 when I was like, you know, 17 or 16. So I definitely feel like that's a similar thing of when you're like in that drinking culture at a young age, you just keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I Cause I think if you find like alcohol, now you don't drink until you're 21. You have like uh -huh. a few bad weeks and then you stop drinking. <laughs> you're like, Oh, I did way too much too fast. But it's like, if you're slowly eased into it, it's different. Oh yeah. And I, fucking eased into it early yeah and like probably when i was 16 i started doing drugs i would say maybe <laughs> yeah uh you know weed yeah alcohol pills yeah i was smoking saying. pills <laughs> um you know all that's of it. that's that's big I, I weed and alcohol i can relate to but i didn't start getting into harder stuff until probably well maybe a little when i was, I was 18, just hanging but. out with fucking knuckleheads yeah, yeah you know? degenerates <laughs> just in we would hang out in a shed behind this guy's house <laughs> and we called it the shed oh yeah and uh it was actually, you know, ours was a garage, but I know the same vibe. Of what you're well, talking the shed—it wasn't just like a shack. This was like a—it had electricity. We had a TV and stereo in there, PlayStation. Would you guys chairs. have? Uh, did you guys smoke, smoke full nugs, or was it more of a Shake Shack? Oh, we were smoking <laughs> the fucking swag, <laughs> bro. Swag Shack might be the episode title. I'm I like that a lot. Buds are so flat, you <laughs> can tell they were in a trash compactor. Because this is Texas. I don't know where you grew up. Uh, Sacramento, so oh, it's the south of the west. <laughs> but you're in California, no, so you're smoking good weed. Oh, NorCal, so. yeah. Like this even is... when it was shit, like, you know, before you could just get weed anywhere, the weed I was still able to get was from Humboldt. Like, it was fine. Yeah, I'm talking about we're smoking weed that was grown in Mexico. Oh, yeah, dirt, dirt weed. Full of seeds and stems, just shipped up here by the cartel. They literally it's crush it. burns in, your throat when you smoke it. They crush it in trash compactors. You get... <laughs> You get you sometimes you you buy like a dime bag or whatever, and you just get like a like a broken off triangle 
<laughs> from like an ounce of weed because it's literally like you have to fucking like pick at it. It's like to getting get a corner piece off. of cake or something. You have to pick all this. Yeah, yeah, that's dirty. You have to do all this work. It tastes like shit. Yeah, that's wild. Get man. high it, for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, you have to smoke like an ounce of it to even get like a sustainable high. It sounds like, especially yeah. if you've trained yourself. I mean, I don't know. I've smoked swag so hard i fucking like tripped out <laughs> really yeah oh my god that's crazy is it because you think I, i'm genuinely curious is it like because you're like like overexerting your body and like you're like getting like delirious or we something, would take or? like huge bong hits okay okay like gravity bongs of swag <laughs> yeah well uh we would have we had this huge bong this chaos bong it was like a <laughs> brand uh, was it with a k i hope it was with i a k. think it was ah! <laughs> and uh chaos ball it was already pretty big is you know like that oh yeah i'm it's got a for nice listeners <laughs> it's like 18 inches it's like that fish you caught and then yeah <laughs> and then um we he had this my friend travis had this vacuum cleaner tube <laughs> And you could stick it in the top of the bong, and it would make it, like, twice as long. This is the craziest thing ever. And then, you know, then you can fill up fucking 36 inches of bong with smoke. Jesus. And I took that one time and fucking tripped out. was, like, seeing fucking colors and shapes in my head. Yeah, fucking A. I think the one time I had a panic attack from weed in college was when I smoked a bong that was, like, that size. Uh I mean, we didn't have a fucking... We didn't have have like a vacuum attachment uh bong but it was a roughly like three feet and i that was like the one time that i got to class after because why wouldn't you just get ripped out of your mind and go uh-huh. try to do physiology and i just remember you had the worst time ever oh no i, I immediately left i had to leave because i was fucking freaking the fuck out in class and as i'm leaving like i must have looked like a wreck because i just remember hearing a girl in class go i think somebody died <laughs> <laughs> like i was like just got devastated your news. eyes are just like red as fuck exactly oh i must have looked like a fucking psycho and i remember i just walked i went outside threw up immediately just because my body didn't know what to do yeah and then i walked all the way back to my off-campus housing Passed out on my air mattress I was living on. Woke up like a few hours later, and the dude I got high with, who was in class with me, he was like, I took notes for you. He was just in my room. He was like, I took notes for you in class. And then he just disappeared. Whoa. And it was real. I didn't hallucinate it. He was there. Damn. See, that's one of the things I hate about weed cultures. Stoners will be like, man, weed is just good. It doesn't do, there's no <laughs> bad side effects. You don't get hung over from it. You're not, a, it's not addictive. It's right, like, right. That shit will make you have the worst time in the world world if you fucking go too far if you go too far and if you have like uh, the wrong brain chemistry for like there are some people that i see that smoke weed all the time and can function completely normal in society definitely but i cannot (laughs) like that's that's the thing oh yeah i feel like i think like i think it's definitely case by case but like i totally agree that like when they're like, man, it's just like a better, like stone driving isn't like drunk driving. Like for me, it's way worse. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's just for me. I drive, I drive drunk all the time, man. I'm fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? No, I mean, I mean, I host a fucking open mic. So sometimes, but yeah. not like, like smashed drunk, but like, you know, I'll have like five beers over the course of like a night and then still drive. Like just, it's illegal but yeah but so is a lot of the shit we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) but so is smoking weed so i I always say i always say uh podcast clause anything that could be incriminating is satire so yeah (laughs) big big nod from our upcoming guest on that one now that you say that i used to drink and drive every single day (laughs) yeah well it sounded like it you had to get to work somehow yeah (laughs) that's so funny to me (laughs) And then uh, I, I, at that point, I was working two jobs, and one of the jobs it was at a bar. That's 
so you would get drunk in the morning, then go to your one job while you're drunk, and then go to your other job and then drink at work probably because you're allowed to. Yeah, that's happened to me. So you see, you were just man. You went hard. You're not. You weren't kidding. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, and I smoked a bunch of weed the whole time. And totally. This is smoked? when I was uh, when I stopped doing heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I started drinking a ton. <laughs> I mean, you know, the lesser of two evils, truly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wild but thing. But I was getting like, you know, like I said, I would black out all the time. Absolutely. Somebody the other day was like, have you ever blacked out? And I was just like, ha. <laughs> like, <laughs> off of a witch substance. Yeah, yeah. Have I ever blacked out once? No, I've blacked out <laughs> for weeks, <laughs> not for just And then like, she was uh, trying to be like, I've never blacked out. You know, I just have those nights where I just, I can only remember like bits and pieces of it. And it's like, like you fucking black. Yeah, out. that's blacking out, you <laughs> dumb, <laughs> dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, we got the drum, the drum kick on that. That was good stuff. Uh, I do want to before we go to break. I do want to uh, touch on the heroin thing. Now, that's people say that weed is a gateway drug. Uh-huh. <laughs> this seems like you did it backwards. You were doing heroin before. I mean, I'm no, not doing. I you did it before. Yeah. Uh, you were drinking. <laughs> Um, no, I didn't. I did it after I started, after I started drinking. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to say that'd be crazy order of operations. <laughs> yeah. I just, when I stopped doing heroin, I just cut that out of the, I was still, I was drinking a lot before. You did everything else. You just were like, Hey, how about not but the worst I thing? <laughs> ramped up my drinking, I think to deal with the whole like coming off of it. Yeah, like absolutely. That. You got it. There's always that. Like I've had my share of addictions in the past, cocaine, uh, pills, things like that that and whenever i would kick something i noticed that same thing it's like uh-huh. oh well now i'm like now i'm like i have to drink a shot with every beer instead of just having a beer like i would normally have because i need to fill that void somehow yeah. it's devastating it is it is <laughs> i imagine uh because heroin's the one drug that i haven't done but i know i would like it way too much because like i used to be really into like you know vicodin and, and valium and all that shit uh-huh. and so like i imagine that kicking that did you kick it like cold turkey or did you yeah jesus well i guess it's not cold turkey if you are drinking a (laughs) bunch of whiskey it's lukewarm turkey (laughs) it's turkey that's been sitting on a dashboard Uh for a while in the sun but yeah Uh, i mean it it must have been really fucking hard though i'd imagine like that's probably that's that's a really impressive thing i don't know if i have the constitution (laughs) to pull that shit off it's i don't know when i decide i want to do something i can do it really and that's the thing i say (laughs) This is a big motivational speech here. Yeah, it is. I'll (laughs) get on a fucking high horse. Uh, People always talk about like, they'll be like, oh, my fucking cousin's addicted to heroin and he doesn't, he he went to rehab twice and he still won't quit. And it's just like, that motherfucker doesn't want to quit. Yeah. I know plenty of people who have been drug addicts and stopped and it's because they hit a point in their life where they're like, I don't enjoy doing this. Right. Like, cause it's wanting to quit and knowing that this thing is destroying you are totally two different things. Like you can yeah. recognize that a thing you're doing is fucked up, but you could also just be like, well, yeah, but I'm going to keep doing yeah, it. Yeah. Cause I was thinking that the whole time I was fucking doing heroin. Oh yeah. I, I would, I would, you know, dab a nosebleed and be like, well shit, man, this drug's going to make me not sleep tonight. And, uh, this sucks, but I'll, I'll get a gram the next, next you weekend. Get like, fucking nosebleeds from doing a bunch of coke. Yeah. Or the next morning for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. One yeah. time I did coke three days in a row. Right. <laughs> That's, uh, that's the best way to do it, I miss, honestly. I, yeah, I barely, like, slept or anything. It's fucking uh, wild, yeah. Uh, it was over Father's Day weekend. <laughs> Didn't talk to my dad. Um, 
<laughs> oh, man, after sorry, day funny. three of doing coke when i was like okay done with this for until next weekend yeah um, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> which is in four days now yeah. at this point. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck, I like slept for a long Forever, time. Forever, right? You know, but then at one point I woke up in the middle of the night and <laughs> I was like, fuck, you know, there's some feel like I spilled something on my pillow or so I drooled all over my pillow. Oh, it's all no. Sticky. Oh, no. And I go into the bathroom and uh, I turn on the light, and I'm, like, right in front of a mirror, and my whole face is just covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, I fucking Hannibal Lecter-looking motherfucker. that sticky substance was blood, because I had been bleeding out my nose and, like, rolling over on the side of my <laughs> pillow, and then, like, rolling Your my face in the blood. pillow must have looked insane after. Yeah, dude, I looked like fucking like you just had a home Steve birth. Austin. <laughs> fucking, it was a terrible mess. <laughs> Somebody, our upcoming guest just uh, showed me a piece of paper that had the words Abraham Lincoln's pillow written on it. <laughs> That's good stuff, Kelvin. I love that. Um, I uh, <laughs> Clear eyes, full arts, and chaos bong. <laughs> we're, getting a lot of, we're getting a lot of tags here. I like this. This is good. <laughs> Uh, I, I, the, the powering through like the three day bender, I've never done a three day bender, but I did do one night where I was like, well, I already did too much Coke. So I'm going to just try to finish this power through and go to work at 9am uh -huh. tomorrow without sleeping. Yeah. And the crash I had at like 2pm at work where I was literally like about like passed out at my desk. I was like, I have to go. I have to go. I'm not feeling well. It's like maybe because in parentheses, cause I stayed up all night doing cocaine by myself, <laughs> like a psycho. The old, I'm not going to finish or I'm going to finish this trip. <sighs> yeah. You're like, no, I'll just, I can't wait for my leftovers. You're like, nah, <laughs> you're not going to have leftovers. I wanted to finish some heroin one time and overdosed. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, this is a great thing to go to break on. Uh, how, was, how was that experience? It was terrible. Uh, this... I rolled around on the floor a lot, threw up a lot. Good God. Uh... <laughs> felt real shitty. Yeah, Jesus. Were you with people? Were you able to like, because you've overdosed. No, I was were... by myself. That's the scary part, because you could have fucking choked down your own vomit and died or something. Yeah. And you just, you pulled through. You Hey, when you put your mind to something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to overdose. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> well, speaking of overdosing, uh, we're going to, uh, I don't know, I, there's there's no segue Overdose here. on Alpha Brain, our sponsor. <laughs> Well, they love them. They love them. Oh, they're just cheering for our sponsor. Of course, we've got this copy, Alpha Brain, uh, for fixing the heroin damage. Uh, we're gonna I've, go to. I'm finally happy again. Doctor <laughs> said it would never happen. I'm finally Alpha Brain. Alpha, thank you so much, Alpha Brain. And I have a raging erection. And I have no neck like Joe Rogan. <laughs> I love steroids. Also, our other sponsor, steroids. The idea of steroids. Get Here jacked. on Bleak and Review. Go to steroids.com. Use offer code Sam Harder, and you'll yeah, get, you get a free syringe. You get a free <laughs> syringe that may or may not have been used. Uh, we're gonna go to a quick break. Sam, you can stick around, right? Yeah, of course. Cool, because we got our upcoming guest here. He's been on the show once before. He's the uh, uh, Scourge of the West, I believe. Uh, Kelvin Centigrade is going to be stopping by. Right. Uh, can't wait to hear about the Mater Smashing Festival and uh, everything else that's going on in his life. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more Bleak and Review with Sam Harder and Kelvin Centigrade after this. This isn't our theme song. I just like to play it at the end because it's a preloaded generic rock track. All right. I'm into it, though. Yeah. I got the brown lung. You got brown lung? I got the the dusty, muddy, brown 
Lung. From a life on the trail. Life on the dusty trail. <laughs> life on the dusty trail here on Bleak and Review. We have returned from that musical interlude, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. I hated it. Oh, well, we got one oh, dissenter no. already. It wasn't up. don't fence me in, and that was your first problem. <laughs> Give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Is don't this, fence me in. Who, who's this, who's this uh, uh, song by? What is this? Cole uh, Porter. Oh, Cole Porter. Big Cole Porter fan. I believe he was a a, a homosexual uh, from New York City. You know, best Western songwriter of all time. (laughs) Uh, Of course, with this bleak review, I remain Kevin Anderson. Over there in co pilot position, we've got Sam Harder, the slayer of creatures. (laughs) Homosexual from New York. (laughs) Is either a drug addict from Austin, Texas, or a homosexual from New York. What sort of bird did you shoot, Sam? Was small. I don't know. Small, maybe like a helpless. S- oh, you know the Austin like small bird sparrow, yes. maybe. Oh yes, they are very fast. So I commend you on your ability to kill a sparrow with a BB. That is impressive. No, I was just sitting there. Marksmanship. It's like shooting a squirrel in uh, the Oregon Trail. You know, it's a lot. Like it's a lot harder than just shooting the the buffalo, and you get less uh-huh. meat. It's just it, take, it takes a real uh, a real addict, a real uh, real uh, a real uh, marksman, if you will. An addict? Did you just fucking... What the hell quit, are you talking about? I, I meant, I quit meant bringing like, up that I was a fucking <laughs> drug addict, you piece meant, of shit. <laughs> I meant like a, uh, 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 addicted to the, the, the sport of shoot, as we call it. <laughs> of course, uh, we're joined by uh, another guest here. You've already heard his raspy tones. But, a fellow uh, Texan, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we had our uh, school uh, song. You know, Sam had uh, Bring Out the Whiskey for... His school. We have a uh, bring out the high speed chicken feed for dear old burn down K through 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Burn down Texas is where you're from. That's uh, Kelvin Centigrade. Home of, of the Mater Smashing Festival. Yes, the Mater Smashing. How was it uh, la- the last one that happened? My uh, mother was smashed. No. Yes, oh, unfortunately, man. she is I'm now. So sorry to hear She about is now that. a vegetable herself, ironically. <laughs> How's the, the argument over whether or not fruits or tomatoes or fruits or vegetables rages on, but it is confirmed my mother, oh, 100% of vegetables. That is uh, devastating. Because the porter was a fruit. How, <laughs> how is your family taking this? Uh, well, I'm the only uh, person who is not a vegetable left in my family, so it's kind of uh, been up to me to uh, leave my mother behind in pursuit of uh, in pursuit of my goals out here in Los Angeles. So you have a what family history of comas? No, just oh. the one. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, no, I have a family history of uh, people uh, ruining my boy bands. Oh, uh, right, no, that is you true. Do with your mother's body. So just, I don't know. Whatever. Put it in a crushed tomatoes can. Yeah. Well, what? What? Yeah. She's uh, she's at Rotel General Hospital. Um, <laughs> no, I believe uh, whatever's going on with her, it's probably for the best. How was she? Uh, how was she? Was she mistaken for a tomato when she was? When she was smashed, when she was mushed. Yeah, when she was squished like like a like a, a grape underfoot. The, the medical term is mushed. Mushed. Yes, yeah, she yeah. was clinical. She was. She was mushed, not clinical. smashed under the mater smasher. Um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and it was just, just was uh, just happenstance, or did someone mistake her for a tomato? Well, it started because she uh, she actually hit the mayor with a mater. Oh, and a classic the, mayor mater. Yeah, when you hit the mayor with a mater, everybody knows the consequences. Mom knew what was going to happen. You go in the Mater Smasher. Oh, okay. So that what? is, and that's just, uh, that's just. Why law. did she hit the mayor with a Mater? Well, it's it's tradition, you see. The, the, the <laughs> oldest, the oldest person. But everybody in the knows not to do it. No, no. But sometimes they get away. You understand? The oldest okay. person in the community is charged with. This is. 
You should know this. This is a Texas thing. This, <laughs> this is in the brochure. <laughs> when you drive into in Texas, if you go to the rest area, never been to the ma- Mater Smashing Festival. You go to the goddamn rest area when you drive into Texarkana and you pick up some literature. One of the first things is the Texas uh, Burn Down Texas Mater Smashing Festival, and everybody knows the oldest member of the community is tasked with throwing a mater at the mayor. And if they mush a mater in the mayor's face, uh, then they have to run into the sunset specifically. <laughs> oh. Okay. And if they're if they get away, then they become the mayor. Oh, that's okay. That you that gotta mash a mater and the mayor before midnight. <laughs> After yeah. midnight, you're the mayor. And it's then like the a, next year, this is how we determine who becomes the mayor. So everybody actually sounds better than democracy. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. We we uh we we for forsook democracy years ago in favor of uh midnight mayor mayor mashin yeah midnight mayor mayor mash mater mashin is like what? mogwai it's the mogwai after midnight it sounds like is that, that electro funk band from brooklyn in the mid 2000s <laughs> all homosexuals might i add <laughs> damn it <laughs> they're, they're, they're either all homosexuals or they're all in comas <laughs> that's vegetables or fruits that's how we do it that's uh, correct well i'm so sorry to hear about your mother well uh, but that's the point is if you don't get away yeah you get you get, you get mushed you get yeah. mushed so, mushed clinically mushed. so uh you know may uh, you know, mayor, mayor Virgil Maynard continues to be the mayor. So Mayor Maynard got mushed by a mayor and caught my mama before midnight. Okay. And he killed her. You're speaking about him with like a positive kind of upbeat for a guy who murdered your mom. He didn't murder. She's alive. She's yeah, but technically she is. Is what she's doing living? Uh, you mean photosynthesis? <laughs> Yeah, life, life for me, I mean, it doesn't count unless, you know, if you're soaking up the sun, I guess you're alive. You know, Like Cheryl Crow. Absolutely, absolutely. Gotta soak up the sun. <laughs> and tell everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> and speaking of telling everybody. Yes, please. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here on, uh, here's the thing. Things yes. haven't gone great. Yeah. Sounds you, like it. Your mother bit, is in a coma. It's been bad. Things have been worse in the past. Like, right, for instance, boy bands. when I lost my boy band, we've already discussed this, and so let's not bring up old old, uh, uh, old stories of the past. Uh, I'm still... That episode's still out there. Everyone can go listen to I'm, it. I will never forgive <laughs> Kelly McInerney. <laughs> McInerney's just as 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 culpable as, as what I'm saying to add into the family crest. McInerney, Mayor, Mater, Mama, Mashin... Bullshit! <laughs> midnight bullshit. Bullshit. I'm back on my midnight bullshit. I'm always on my midnight bullshit. Are you still considered a scapegoat of Burn Down Texas? Because I remember you were blamed as well for for burning down. For burning down, burn, burn down, down Texas. Texas. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, of course, okay. obviously. And I, I was hoping to get a fresh start here. Absolutely. But this is the city for it. I, I've been unfortunately relegated to being a paper pusher. Oh, at for a, the suits. Well, yeah, for the suits at a juice pressing plant, Marina Del Rey. Okay. So even when I try to get in, and they they keep pulling me back into mashing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got uh, you were just looking for employment, and you you stumbled across uh, a juice pressing plant in I Marina would, Del Rey. Look, I. I I would be lying if I said I didn't want to smash vegetables to some extent. But, right, right. But it's the, all you know. It's all I know. It's all I've ever known. But right now, this is the winter of my discontent. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Okay. I mean, at least you can pay, pulling down a paycheck for it. You know, yeah, that's well, good. Benefits. A measly paycheck for our new line of cran carrot coconut kale mojo juice. <laughs> that sounds good. That's actually good. I've had that one. That's a that's a four loco flavor, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Is it not? Or am I mis- mixing up two things? No, I don't you're, speak thinking of, you're thinking of you're thinking of watermelon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. 
Actually, you were talking earlier about a Mexican rehab. That's uh, yeah. that's when you go to rehab for Four Loco. <laughs> or Corona or any other Mexican Oh, if you beverage. got that coronavirus. What? Oh, oh, you haven't heard about this, the virus? It's I've been sweep- out on the trail. <laughs> the virus the is sweeping. The paper trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Sweeping, pushing papers. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, there's a virus out there. Yeah, it only is going to kill one percent of the population. Not a big deal. Yeah, nobody nobody <laughs> gives a shit. It's 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 everyone's real hot Facebook jokes right now. There's a guy in a medical mask at an open mic yesterday. I saw I saw some people in medical masks last night myself. Uh, even though there's only been one case of it in the states so far, I think, and it was in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe I'm completely wrong. No, that was the only person who's died from it. Who could care? Anyway, what? So, <laughs> you know, you don't read medical journals. You don't keep up to date on those things. Well, obviously you, I do. You, I work for a juice pressing company. They <laughs> Make you read all that bullshit. You can't catch coronavirus if you already have brown lung. That's true. That's that true. is true. Yes. It cancels each other out. Yes, uh, I've had a uh, brown lung my whole life. For wow. Roping it around. <laughs> uh, and do you, you got that at a very young age because you've been uh, on the trail since, I would say, what I would guess around the age of six or seven. Is that true? I was born on the trail. Whoa. On a clear morning. <laughs> just north of Juarez. Ah, Beautiful. You know the area, Sam. Is that that's a nice area, right? You might call yeah. it El Paso. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I have been there multiple times. And I assume you fell in love with a Mexican girl. Not time would find you at Rose's Cantina. <laughs> Music would play. Alina would whirl. Oh my God, a single tear just streamed down your face. Are you mm. re- are you relive- reliving a memory? Just anytime I listen to. Gunfighter ballads and trail songs by Marty Robbins. Ah, I really yes. that memory. Another homosexual. <laughs> he beat me to it. Notorious. <laughs> uh, and so uh, you're working the at gayest the gayest of all Western songwriters. <laughs> Not the best songs, but the gayest for sure. <laughs> There's definitely several categories that Western songwriters can be put into. Uh-huh. Best, gayest, <laughs> least, least coherent. Uh, it's very fun stuff. Uh, now, now, Kelvin. Uh, you're working at the juice pressing place. It's putting a damper in your spirit. What are you doing uh, uh, to blow off steam around Los Angeles now that you're uh, now that you're out here, you know, forging your your own path? Well, it's cold press, so there's no steam involved. <laughs> I like that. That's fun. Pure gravity, tons, <laughs> tons of mass <laughs> descending cold down upon juice. cold kale, celery. Mm. And do you do you like this the the juices that you make, or you just like the mashing? I'm mainly into the mashing yeah, element. You, yeah, you strike me as somebody who's uh, more of a red meat and uh, bourbon type of guy. No. Mash, you ever mash those together? And <laughs> no, no. I, believe it or not, I'm a, I like to eat steak, but specifically I like to eat steak off of, have you ever had, <laughs> listen to me, have you ever had steak that's been cut off of an animal that was yes. still, <laughs> that, hold up, that was still alive? Oh, and uh, and then you just you just uh, chomp into it right there, like n- no cooking or anything. You're talking raw flanks. Slowly fillet the steaks off of the rear of a steer. <laughs> uh, you're talking about uh, some steer rear flank steak. Steer uh, rear flank steak, and you try to do it without him noticing. Well, the st- well, let me say, I've shot a bird in the throat once. <laughs> yeah, did you it, eat the bird? It started after? screaming. I've got to wonder when this cow is going to start screaming. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Well, here's the thing: if you keep the cow in a cold enough freezer, 
He won't even notice. Sounds like you're just torturing a cow. No. Yeah, it seems like swift death would be better than what you're doing. It sounds like saw one and two combined into one way to eat steak. (laughs) Saw steak, steer flank steak. The trail's fucked up, man. (laughs) Well, I guess so. I guess the idea is that you keep it alive and and uh, but eat its living flesh in front of it. Oh, Oh, that's part of it. You have to make it watch. Yeah, obviously, you make it tasty. Medium well steak. <laughs> well, then maybe the cow's content. It's like, oh, look how much they're enjoying me. Yeah, well, not yeah. if it's medium well. I'd be fucking well, that's devastated. You, that's you, like you, insult to injury. You make it medium well so it doesn't get freaked out by the side of its own blood. Oh, so it's for the cow's benefit. Yes. <laughs> okay. And you chew it down while he's watching. But I feel mm. like. I feel like it's uh, it's a it's a real toss up because a cow's got to know the value of its own meat, and it's like you're gonna you tell it, you read it, steer futures from the from the stock exchange while you're doing it. Fifteen dollars a pound. Cows are nine fifty a head. This sounds like a very specific kink. Is this is this? Uh, do you get any? Uh, it's more about it's it's not just about the taste of the meat. There's something. Uh, there's a power element that goes into it too. I know so. kink, by the way, Kinky uh, Friedman. Oh, I know, yeah, Kinky Friedman. Yeah, he's he from Texas. To, he tried to run for yeah. Texas several years ago. I have uh, one of his t-shirts. Hell yeah! It has uh, weed leaf and dice on it. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> hey, Hickory Dickory Duck. I'm a Jew that uh, wants to be a cowboy. That doesn't rhyme. We'll do it in post. Uh, anyway, uh, you so you you know Kinky. You, you guys go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, yeah. He sings them country songs every once in a while. He seemed like he'd be good at uh, smashing maters too. Oh yes, he's he's actually been the grand marshal of the Mater Smashing Festival before. <laughs> you you know who else was the Vader, the grand marshal of the Mater Smashing Festival before he got mushed? I mean, before he died. <laughs> <laughs> big slip, big G- slip. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. That's right. Wait, did he get? Did he get? No, mu- <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> did he get mushed? Into- I did not say that. But you're winking a lot at me right now. <laughs> you can't see my eyes. <laughs> I know, you he got is them, wearing sunglasses. You got them poker glasses on right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You you'll never tell. I'll never tell, but I will say, he was he was delicious. <laughs> oh, I wasn't gonna ask if you ate Gary Coleman. What the fuck? Well, I was going to ask if he got mashed into a shorter Melvin. version of himself. Here's the problem. Do you understand that's a very serious crime? Well, we we occasionally offer the Grand Marshal the opportunity to become the mayor. And let's just say Gary could not uh, could not run fast enough. Wait, I didn't Well, so, I thought he would just get smashed. Yeah, not Is your mom going to get eaten also? What? <laughs> you said that if the I don't know what happened to her. I left this behind. She's <laughs> okay. a different phase of my life. <laughs> You're looking ahead. You're, You're an e- evil man, Melvin. <laughs> no, no. That's what, coming from a man who made uh, the mother Kate Bird Melvin. <laughs> Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin, Jesus. That was more, that was more uh, disrespectful than uh, showing a cow a piece of its own butt steak. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Sorry, uh, Kelvin. Your butt steak. <laughs> yeah, butt steak. Uh, so, Kelvin. Nothing better than butt steak on a moonless night. <laughs> a moonless night or moonlit night. Mm-mm. No moon. Moonless. Uh, God just, can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> Keep God in the dark, always. Keep God's eyes behind the mesa. That's what I say. Keep God the in the dark. The moon is God's eyes, by the way. Oh, and he's so he's uh, always winking because it's always just one eye. Yeah, well, he likes to look when it's nighttime. <laughs> the it, sun, that's the devil's purview. Oh, is it? Okay. So thank I appreciate you coming out to do this podcast when the sun is out. You uh, had to, you know... Uh, creep under the devil's watchful gaze just to get here. 
Uh, he I is a watchful that. gay. Uh, he's a watchful New York gay. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Which is not the episode title. Um, so, uh, Kelvin, uh, you're out here. You're in Los Angeles now. You're forging a path, not thinking about how your mom's getting cooked and eaten. Uh, and that's what LA's. Everyone. I mean, I don't know if I don't that's what speak, we're all doing. That's like, I don't have to speak for everybody. Everybody's but mother's ev- being cooked and eaten. And we're just pretending it ain't happening. We're all a bunch of artists that flee to the big city to get away from the fact that our parents got mushed into vegetables and then eaten uh, ritually by. Uh, mayors of our respective towns yes <laughs> okay absolutely. i got the canon right all right cool yes uh so uh, are you uh are you uh, uh doing any uh trying to get any la chapters of the mater smashing festival i hear you trying to uh stick to your roots in that way blow uh, off a little steam well i haven't been able to convince the juice pressers to switch over to maters just yet they keep, uh, okay they keep talking about uh you know lycopene or some 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 amino acid that that interferes with the with the smashing <laughs> It, it, it disrupts the smash. It disrupts the smash. And kale is much easier to smash. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're not they're not really uh, they're not really uh, privy to your 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 skills yet. No. Uh, at this point, what's I'm at- your job position at this place? Paper pusher. Yeah. Oh, maybe Pushing that's why they're papers. not taking your suggestions. <laughs> I did notice the business card you gave me and Sam earlier. Literally just says Kelvin Centigrade Scourge of the West slash Paper Pusher. That's correct. And then there's a five 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 number on here for some reason. Yeah, those are <laughs> fake numbers for the movies. Oh, okay. You see, so you're trying to throw people off your scent um, well i'm mainly trying to throw one man off my scent who's oh no i mean can we can we ask who's who's well, on your trail i've Speaking been of being on the trail i've uh i've always had a passion for uh the gentleman's game of golf <laughs> of course um of course when i when i look at you hat sunglasses everything i think this guy likes to get out on the links yes <laughs> well the manager of the riverside country club is a man named cornelius wellington okay and to say that he's been the bane of my existence mm-hmm. is is an understatement. It's a, it's an insult to Bane from Batman. Yes, <laughs> yes. This this man deserves to be broken in a sewer. <laughs> what? His wow, head that's... repeatedly smashed and mushed <laughs> against a sewer pipe until his mask shatters. Oh my goodness! He it doesn't is... wear a mask, but. By mask, I mean skull. Well, his ma- and then the mask that he presents to the world, like we all do. You know, he's hiding something under. No, that. he's honest. Oh. oh, okay, he's a straight shooter. <laughs> he pretty much he's got enough money to where he can just do whatever he wants, and that includes having me unceremoniously thrown out of the Los Angeles oh. Open for three years in a row. That's devastating. I'm so sorry to hear that. Three years in a row. Every year I come back in a in a disguise. <laughs> Every year he throws me out of the Open. I think I remember you telling me a little bit about this uh, before we started recording. You said every year your disguise got more and more elaborate. Is that true? Basically, yeah. You know, I, I, last year I showed up as uh, the uh, the honey smacks, uh, <laughs> dig them the frog. Dig them the frog. <laughs> uh, and I was immediately recognized and thrown out. <laughs> and you, you were just wanting to you go out there. You weren't recognized as dig them first? Well, they were like, well, Diggum's not on the sheet to play golf, so they threw me out, and then they were shocked when... You still you used your real name? <laughs> no, I signed up as Lieutenant Diggum. I figured, I figured if they thought I was a, a troop, 
then they would maybe give me a little bit more leeway. Oh, uh, yeah. so you were Lieutenant Diggum, and you were in a big frog costume. And so they, you stole Valor. I stole <laughs> Valor, but for the purposes of living out my passion, which is playing golf. Yeah, I feel like it's fine to steal power, uh, steal valor if, like, you know, you get something out of it. Like, why? why you know, that's okay. The other yeah. guys are the ones who are wrong. <laughs> All those other guys doing it for no reason. Yeah, the the year before, I showed up dressed as Dick Tracy. Oh, that's fun. Big shoulders. They didn't. They didn't like that either. They, they didn't. Threw me out. Yeah. Did they? Did they think they were throwing out Dick Tracy? Did you sign up as Dick Tracy? Well, Dick or Tracy. Lieutenant Dick Tracy. Well, Dick Tracy is a detective, <laughs> so I figured. He's yeah. a cop. Yeah, that, that's, you know, stole, kind there, of a stolen value. There'd be a higher likelihood. Well, call it what you will. There'd be a higher likelihood of them maybe letting me in as a detective Dick Tracy. <laughs> and then what about the, the first year that you got thrown out? Were you first just year, I was, old you? I was just dressed as General Robert E. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did they even recognize you or did they just toss you out? They just threw me out that. because they thought <laughs> I was pushing some sort of right-wing agenda. <laughs> Which you're not doing, of course. No, I just wanted to be led onto the golf course, and I figured if they thought I was uh, the general of you know the Army of the Potomac, you know, it is strange, though. Uh, every time I or see... Or Army so- of Northern Virginia, sorry. Oh, it's all right. You, you could have that's that asshole General McClellan. <laughs> Fuck him. That son of a bitch. Yeah, we were very... Uh, we, we do not stand for him on this podcast. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> when Lincoln tells you to do something, you do it. <laughs> you don't just hang out on the peninsula. Uh, it is weird, though, whenever you see uh, like someone dressed up like a Confederate soldier trying to get free drinks at a bar, like to install in valor for the Confederacy. <laughs> I've always put off by that. I'm like... I I don't know if that works. It's crazy. Wow. You have to do a newer one, like a Nazi uniform <laughs> yeah. for that to work. Stolen, <laughs> stolen Nazi. Plan. Well, I was thinking about what I'm going to do next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know if I'm going to settle on, uh, you know, Erwin Rommel necessarily. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I'll go into, uh, you know, so, some other uh, area of history. Well, uh, maybe if uh, we get Sam. Perhaps I'll be King Leonidas of the Spartans and just appear nude. <laughs> Okay. I was going to say, you could have Sam shoot you in the head with a BB gun, and then you could have, like, a Gorbachev birthmark thing there on your head. Maybe you could do that. And I could wander onto the court screaming like that hapless bird. (laughs) (laughs) Sam murdered. Imagine me, naked, oiled like an ancient Spartan, all horned up. (laughs) Wait, erect? Slightly bloody head, just screaming, oh, no! Slightly bloody. Samuel has nicked me in the throat, and then the head with a BB. (laughs) And people are... Oh, my God. I don't want to imagine that. I don't want to imagine this at all. Let's talk about it further. I would would like somebody to draw that and send it to me on Twitter or something. At KB Anderson, yo, that would be fucking amazing. Um, Well, you do have the body as a trailman. I I don't know if I would mind seeing you naked. Talk. Dusty. Angular. Angular. You got those angles, you know, them lines that point right to your goody bits. Yeah, they call those the cum gutters. (laughs) (laughs) I thought there was going to be a jaunty Western, like, version of that, but nope, just the cum gutters. Well, you know what they say. Ladies love cum cutters. That's exactly what they say. <laughs> You're right. I call them. I call them my uh, spunk estuaries. <laughs> people don't. People don't prefer that <laughs> estuary. So do you mean? Do you mean that your spunk? Because an estuary is merely a a, a, a confluence of salt water and fresh water. Exactly. So you're saying that your your own human seed is. Salty sweet? I, I mean, a little bit, but it mostly I'm mostly doing it to uh, uh, 
uh, you know, symbolize the, uh, the, 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 the yin and yang of life. <laughs> mm, like Def Leppard said, you're hot, sticky, sweet. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Def Leppard. Big fan? Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> What's that part where he goes, uh, you got the peaches, I got the cream? That's one of the best lyrics in uh, music history, I think. It's just so visceral. He anticipated emojis with that. <laughs> he sure did. He somehow knew <laughs> that emojis, that peaches would mean butts. Yeah, and then they, they had to drop that verse where he's talking about how his dick is an eggplant, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they had to do that. Uh, that cow could not have anticipated what I was going to do to his peach. Oh, yeah. Uh, eat it. Slice eat some it. steak off of it in a freezer and Sli- eat it. In slice front of some steak off of me. I like it. Well, that shit writes itself. In yeah. the name of steak. <laughs> I want to go back real quickly to. No. Uh, okay, well, let's just. Tri- we never go oh, back. Oh, yeah. We never look back at our. No, I'll allow it. All right. Thank you. But watch yourself, counselor. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, this this uh, chairman of the. Uh, the, the Cornelius Wells. Well, yeah, uh, have you considered just going to a different country club? No, this is the one next to my house. Oh, okay, <laughs> you live right next to it. Yeah, down in uh, down in Marina Del Rey. Oh, okay, that's right. You it's live the in one Marina. that Harrison Ford crashed his plane on. <laughs> Any relation? Did you have anything to do with that? Uh, no, I wasn't living there at the time. Oh, okay. That was 2014. Ah, but uh, but I. I did enjoy the news story when it happened. Oh, yeah. You enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I enjoy seeing the, the stars fall ah, on yes. a prairie or on a golf course. Ah, you know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. But hey, there, better not be star. Any, there better not be any goddamn moon out. That's right. We cannot afford to have the star of Air Force One be seen by God to propel a vintage World War II plane directly into a golf course. God must not see that. Not in the Lord's eyes. Not in the Lord's eyes. No, certainly. Uh, no, but it's the one next to my house, and I can uh, easily uh, slip through one of the one of the hedges in the back. They 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 keep trying to figure out how I'm getting in, but they haven't found my little my little secret garden entrance. So wait, not only are you putting on disguises, but you're sneaking. In through the garden. <laughs> well, I throw. <laughs> I don't. I can see why they don't like you. Uh, th- these places. Oh, he's getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think we touched I, on something. No, I'm not. I, I'm angry. <laughs> I I'm, see tears I'm coming behind those sunglasses. I'm angry, and here's why: it's because I asked very nicely. If I could expand the entrance through the hedges where I sneak out with a chainsaw <laughs> so that I could get my Diggum the Frog head through the hole. <laughs> and it was because it's not big enough. And they told me not only could I not expand the hole in which I illegally sneak into their golf course, <laughs> but they would be taking legal action against me if I if I entered during the Los Angeles Open or any other time. So I was forced to create a Diggum bundle. <laughs> I stuffed the entire bundle into Diggum's head and tossed it over. I had to build a small trebuchet yeah, to yeah. launch the Diggum frog head over so I could then sneak through my little it my Sounds little like just hole. going to another country club might be easier than <laughs> no, all this. It's, it's, but, those, but other country clubs are not next to my house. I have to, I have to ask, uh, how quickly after you asked to expand the entrance did you trebuchet your Diggum the frog? Was well, it like right on the heels of it? Or well, it? if you know anything about me, I happen to have several trebuchets laying around. <laughs> so I was able to actually uh, modify my smallest trebuchet to uh, big enough 
Big enough for Diggum. Is that the one that you have on your front lawn that's sitting on cinder blocks? <laughs> no, that's the one that I launched myself out of. <laughs> oh. This would be a Diggum trebuchet. That's a Kelvin trebuchet. Oh, okay. And that one hasn't worked since I launched myself into the golf course near the old house where I lived on the other side of town. <laughs> okay, so there's a different golf course you tried to launch yourself in because you that were That was banned. the Wilshire Country Club oh, where I used yeah. to live in uh, Mid-City. Oh, yeah, Mid-City mm-hmm. over there on, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Beverly. Beverly, that's yeah, right. Beverly Boulevard. And uh, uh, what, uh, what, uh, how, did, how did the trebucheting yourself into that one work out? Favorably? Well, yeah, oh, it was outstanding. I, land, <laughs> I landed directly on Sam Waterston's golf cart. Oh. Yeah. And he was like, why are you dressed like Robert E. Lee? Oh, no. I, well, <laughs> yeah. that, was, yeah. that was a couple of years before Robert E. Lee. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, at the time, I was... I was this dr- is pre-Lee. I was dressed like the Green Lantern. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was a pretty interesting departure from your old tactics of, of dressing up as superheroes. Are you trying to say that superheroes don't have as much valor as Confederate generals, frogs, and detectives? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Is that what the fuck you're saying? You know what? I don't. I didn't set out to say that, but I think I'm saying it now. <laughs> Ridiculous. I know it's, it's silly. He's got a ring. You know what they say about LA, though. Every you can you can't trebuchet anywhere in this city without running into someone famous. You know, <laughs> you run on land on a golf cart and do something. That's crazy. That's right. He was uh, golfing with Bruce Dern. <laughs> <laughs> and did they uh, did they invite you to play through? Uh, did you play with them, or did they? Uh, yes, of course they did. Okay, yeah, they didn't absolutely. take. Uh, they were they weren't adverse to you being there. Of course not. They're known homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Dern, classic New York homosexual. <laughs> oh wow, that's wild, Kelvin. That's I didn't know. I didn't know that you had so much uh, siege uh, weaponry laying around. That's exciting. Oh, you should see my siege towers. I build. <laughs> this is a hobby of yours. Absolutely. Well, you know, in case I need to. I need to lay waste to Constantinople. <laughs> they got the thick walls over there, from what oh, I yeah. read. From what, uh, and did you have uh, battering rams, uh, the whole nine yards? Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, any, uh, any, you ever have to use those to uh, break in anything? Well, I've, uh, I've got one battering ram uh, conveniently situated uh, right near the house of Cornelius Wellington, <laughs> uh, the owner yeah. of the Riverside Country Club. And this is, uh, this is your, uh, the way that you're going to uh, mash him. So he can meet his tomato-based end. That's, that's based what I was end. considering. Yes, yeah. yeah. it's, 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 it's the cards are on the table. You know, we can you know, podcast clause. It's we, not. We love a battering ram because it's <laughs> as close as you can get to to mushing a, a structure. <laughs> now, Sam, as a fellow Texan, uh, is this uh, is this something that uh, is? Uh, I, I didn't know that is Texas like really into like medieval warfare and stuff. Uh, is this like a thing you grew up with? Um, I mean. I guess you could say a BB gun is kind of like a, a old style projectile. Yeah, right? it's a tiny little, tiny little catapult, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, a tiny little cannon. A tiny little cannon. Um, I think um, uh, other than that, no, I have not experienced anything <laughs> like this man is saying at all. Maybe pots of boiling oil. I've not. Ne- yeah, I've <laughs> never been to Texarkana or anywhere near it. Texas is a big place. That is true. That's if very you, true. Different parts of the state are very different. Yeah, and I'm going to chalk this up to that. <laughs> Maybe it's just this guy. Yeah, I think Kelvin is very. Kelvin's well, a diamond. First of all, I'm rough. not from Texarkana. I'm from Burndown. <laughs> okay, and you might have heard of it because we are the largest refinery of tar, oil, natural gas, gasoline. Right. Motor oil. So a lot of fumes in that town oh. is what you're saying. <laughs> a hefty amount of fumes. Well, certainly. I mean, obviously you didn't read the literature when you got into Texas. I guess you're. 
didn't take Texas history in fourth grade. I've only uh, been to the uh, the airport, uh, Dallas in Dallas, so I've I've I didn't see any literature. That's how there. you experience it. That's what I figured. That was the right way to do it, right? Get a little bit of everything. It's like, oh look, they've got a subway and a KFC. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing. <laughs> probably is, Burndown's known for its flammability. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, uh, and that was uh, your initial reason for being run out of town on a rail, I believe. Potentially, uh, was, yes. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly uh, being run out, of, or allegedly that you burned down, burned down Texas. Which, you know, the name, the name, it seems like it was uh, according the idea of it eventually burning down anyway. If you name it. Well, it burns like down that. every six years. <laughs> oh, is that true? Yeah, that's the thing. It's in the, uh, it's in the literature. Oh, okay. Texas well, has some weird city names, though. <laughs> that's true. Name, let's, let's, let's list them. There's a uh, white settlement. There's horn. <laughs> Is that real? Yes. Oh no. There's horn scoot. There's beaver claw. Waxahachie. <laughs> Is white settlement when Papa you get Shango. when you settle out of court because you have a lot of money and you don't <laughs> want to get. I don't think it. so. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's worse. It's worse than that. There's Austin, which is the name of a guy. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> F. Austin, bad guy. It turns out was he? Yeah, I think he killed a lot of Indians. Ah. That's unfortunate. And yeah. uh, Calvin just uh, bowed his head for a moment there, just uh, to commemorate the loss of natives. Oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I think he passed. What happened? No, oh, yeah. It is. We are keeping it really cold in here because I was looking at your ass earlier, and I was like, I might shave off a chunk of that and eat it in front of him. So hey. you know, we keep it a little cold in here. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, now, before we go to plugs here, Calvin, uh, I just have one quick question just because I asked it of Sam in the last section. Uh, what was the last time you were incredibly hungover? Well, uh, probably so related to one of these uh, attempted infiltrations of the country club. Maybe seems like there was I, some. I uh, suppose so. You yeah. know, I, as as part of the cosplaying of uh, <laughs> General Robert E. Lee, part of that did involve uh, drinking a pretty significant amount of uh, what they call wood grain alcohol. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, which was uh, you know in so you commit and you they don't method. sell that at the country club. You no, have I had to, to bring I, that. Yeah, in. yeah. I had to make it out of turpentine. <laughs> oh Jesus, that sounds strong. It was delicious. Put some hair on your chest. Absolutely. What, what did you drink when you were uh, Diggum the Frog? <laughs> Lieutenant Diggum, I'm sorry. What What the hell? Obviously, I drank sugary milk. <laughs> the best part of eating sugar smacks. <laughs> that, that is Sugary true. ass milk that's left over. Slurping up that sugar I like milk. the crunch. Mm, okay, I'll, sorry, I just ruined the podcast, no, guys. <laughs> I'll leave it soggy. That's the most controversial thing that's been said on this podcast in all 225 episodes. I like things mushy in all regards, including my cereal. So I, I let the... I let the smacks absorb the milk. I actually pour my smacks about twenty minutes before I'm ready to eat them. That yikes! You <laughs> are. Then they get. Then remember they get how at the beginning I said you're an evil man. <laughs> yeah, I say, think that, it's. I think I've all, come back around to that. They get all poofed up, <laughs> and then I get mush them in your mouth. Well, I don't like to chew. Oh, you're not a fan of chewing. How many teeth do you have? All of them. <laughs> they just happen to be soft as. Soft peppermint. Your teeth <laughs> like are... Like you get at the general store. You like your teeth mushy, too? Yes. I like my teeth like I like my women. Mushy and in a vegetative state. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Improv. Uh, <laughs> that is that is how I like them. And then, of course, when you were uh, dressed up as... What was the middle one between General E... General, oh, Dick Tracy. You probably Dick Tracy. had uh, some kind of private eye uh, detective drink. What would that be? Uh, Classic well, detective cocktail. Yeah, that would be uh, Maybe her- old, old heroin. Fashion. Oh, <laughs> you 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 drank some heroin. Yes, like like the actor River Phoenix. Ah, yes, Viper Room, R.I.P. Yes, that's where he died, right? He did. 
You're, you're very well served there. them one too many glasses of heroin. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's actually true. We drank heroin and cocaine in a cup. <laughs> On the rocks are uh, neat. Uh, uh, well, however, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers guitar player John Frusciante handed it to him. <laughs> Allegedly. Damn. Yo, you just got called out, John Frusciante. Look. All right, I've been in the streets. <laughs> you, you be about that I've life. I fought John Frusciante <laughs> twice. Haven't beat him yet. Oh, really? Uh, was this in the ring or outside the ring? Uh, once was in a uh, rehab facility where I was working as a tech. <laughs> he was he was brought in for his 25th stint there. Oh, geez. And I challenged him to a fist fight after he refused to drink his tang. <laughs> I said, John, your slide guitar on Suck My Kiss was incredible. Now drink my tang. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds very threatening. He, and I took a swing at him before he could even say no, because I, I saw no in his eyes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even give him a chance to answer. <laughs> you just said, drink my tang, and then beat the fuck out of him? Or no, he beat the fuck out of you. He was looking I at set you him sideways. up to get on top. Yeah, he, he was looking at you sideways, and you were like, well, that's a, that's, a, that's a face that says, I will not drink my tang, sir. That's right. That's you were right. about to have that. Yeah, how long must I slide? <laughs> Separate my side. Well, it took a about five minutes to separate the side of his face. That's <laughs> how long I must slide. But it says, you said you lost both these fights. Yeah, well, I, did, I got him a little bit bloody. Oh, okay. Kind of like... Before uh, he mushed you. Before he mushed me with the sink, actually. It was... Uh, he took a page right out of Ken Kesey. He picked up an entire sink and threw it at me, which then in turn broke the window of the rehab, and he was able to escape. Oh, no. Like Big Chief at the end yeah. of Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> And he climbed out the window, and he disappeared. And meanwhile, the Chili Peppers made one hot minute, and it was a failure. <laughs> wow, you've, uh, I didn't know that you knew all these celebrities so intimately. This is exciting. I mean, Harrison. I, ran, I had a boy band. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, I'm, we, I'm in the circles. He's been on the trail and in the streets. Did you just hear him? In the studio. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. And I worked at a, at a, a rehab. That's true, yeah. Uh, I'm a factotum. <laughs> and he's uh, a paper jobs. pusher. Uh, you knew, and you also knew Bukowski back in the day too, right? Speaking of factotum, who uh, Charles Bukowski, a uh, famous I don't terrible talk to Germans. <laughs> I think famously Bukowski is a Polish last name. He's German. Is he really? Yeah. Look it up. All right, so you don't talk to him, but you know about him more than I do. That's pretty. He good. knows that name. Yeah, he just knows. He knows. He knows what names he hates. I've been an admirer, <laughs> not of his writing, but of his, uh, you know. His ethnicity. attitude towards his, women. It, it, what, you know, that and his drinking. <laughs> his uh, ability to kick women on a couch. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. With, with his bare foot, too. Yeah, which like is, a real uh, fucking dirtbag. Disgusting. Uh, well, I can think of no better place to the go to The good, but the, the bare feet. Ugh. Yeah, ugh. So you're, not, you're like the reverse Tarantino. You're like, no, thank you. Socks on, please. For Germans, specifically. <laughs> Well, of course. Uh, that's fascinating, Calvin. I wish you all the best in your juice pressing, your paper pushing. Not paper pushing. Thanks paper. for coming by, Melvin. <laughs> oh, Fuck you. Don't call me Melvin. You just got nagged. <laughs> I'm Kelvin. Kelvin <laughs> Centigrade. Kelvin Centigrade, Scourge of the Scourge West. Scourge of the West. Of course, this episode. Of course. <laughs> March 18th. I'm also <laughs> the man who stares into the sunset. <laughs> Stare right in the devil's eyes. As they, as he lays, as he goes to bed, right? Because uh, the sun's the devil. Yes, that's previously established. Yes. <laughs> All right, good to know. Uh, of course, this episode comes out. I'm also the man <laughs> in the moon. Oh, that motherfucker! 
I got, I got, I got to have some words with you about that because I've been, uh, I feel like that moon's kind of like uh, refusing my tang, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. All right, good. I'm the man in the spotlight. <laughs> I'm the man in the mirror. Losing my religion. <laughs> Oh, the most, the quietest laugh break so far. That's great. Of course, Friday, March. I'm also digging the frog. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's great. It's really you fun. haven't finished. Look, you haven't seen all of my my uh, my my business card uh, accolades. That's true. That's true. Do you want to just uh, rifle them off real quick, or or are you or are you checked out now? <laughs> All right. What? Oh, my God. Okay. Answered. Asked and answered. Uh, Friday, March 6th, of course, is when this episode comes out. Uh, we'll start across here uh, with Sam Harder. What would you like people to know about? Where can they find you? Oh, I'm on a podcast called The Goods from the Woods. Oh, yeah. That's a great podcast. I was just on the Patreon. Oh, that. you were. I yeah, was. that's true. We, we listened to A Croak and a Grunt in the Night uh-huh. <laughs> and several other bad records. Yeah, we have fun on that podcast. If you like uh, Kevin, which yeah. I hope you do because you're be. listening to his podcast. Yeah. Fascinating if they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> they're hate listening right now. Call like, oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, we got f- uh, yeah, like I said, fun guests. We have a lot of comics from the L.A. area on. Where's three people doing it? Uh, Rivers, Carter, and myself. Yeah, all all now uh, Bleak and Review alumni. Yeah, so very funny. If you like this show, go very, listen to that show too. Yeah, very very funny people. And uh, yeah, we have a Patreon. Yeah, so check us out. We're available uh, anywhere podcasts are sold. That's true. And uh, Twitter at the Goods Pod. Uh. Come fuck with us. Come fuck with us. If you get the Patreon, I give out my phone number. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. So, uh, any new developments in that? Well, my lawyers told me to stop doing that. <laughs> and I said, you don't tell me how to live my life. And you punched him in the face. Yeah. And I got a new lawyer. Like they just told you that they ain't going to drink that tank. I called up Big Al from the billboards. <laughs> oh, I'm a fan. I love him. I love Big Al. I'm more of a sweet James guy. Oh, I, I okay. So I didn't he hallucinate like the enforcer that. Arn Anderson. <laughs> So he I didn't does. hallucinate that billboard. That's a real thing. That's yeah. good to know. That's good to know. I thought I was losing my goddamn mind. Uh, and you're on Twitter at Slam Harder, right? Yeah, I don't use Twitter anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it's bullshit. Yeah, I just didn't like it. <laughs> I'm sure fair. I'll be back in two seconds, but yeah. I've been off of it for a minute. And you know what? I like it better. Yeah, it's it's a toxic place, especially now with all the politics talk. You know what? And Yikes. sometimes I think of something funny and I just keep it for myself and then do stand up <laughs> yeah. and then put it there. And it's like, oh, wow, that was fine. So that's amazing that you went from uh, like being like a hard drinker to like not even being addicted to social media like we all are. That's I'll impressive. Still, I'll still look at it. Yeah. I still have Facebook. Yeah, that's the best one. It is, honestly. People <laughs> say it's the worst one, but it's the best one. I mean, they're all they are all bad for the same reasons and cool for the same reasons, in my opinion. But some of them are just a little. I don't know. It's a, we we don't have to analyze social media channels. But no, no. Let's we, do another podcast right now. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be our Swat, Patreon. Just communicating smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> the original social media. That's it was right. originally called the smoke signals. Yes. <laughs> make it simple. Lose the the. <laughs> I may be uh, I may be thinking about a post that Wes Van Horn did earlier today. Uh, uh, Obviously, Kelvin Centigrade. Uh, we've got Kelvin Centigrade, <laughs> Scourge uh, of the West. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Accelerated Reader. Okay. Okay. You oh, can these find are the him on cards. the trail. Jack of all trades. <laughs> Dig him the frog. Mad as hell. Not gonna take it anymore. Not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> Authorized Pog dealer. Pogs. 
geocentrist. <laughs> Chaotician. <laughs> Homosexual. <laughs> From New York. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Eater of man flesh. Fur trader. It's a lot of good credits. Full stop. Fur trapper. <laughs> trapper keeper. Working class schlub. Florist. <laughs> Exorcist. Shiner. Potter. Tanner. Chandler. Man about town. Weaver. Uh -huh. Stever. Leather daddy. Ooh. Rubber baby? 420 okay. <laughs> Day tripper. <laughs> Nightman. Spirit guide. Coyote. <laughs> Destroyer of worlds. Yes. Spider Man. <laughs> Green Lantern. <laughs> Dig him the frog. <laughs> Dick Tracy. <laughs> Generally. Like, Advocacy advocate. <laughs> General bastardry. <laughs> Gun for hire. <laughs> Minor electrician. Don't you work at a juice plant? <laughs> <laughs> Works at a juice plant. <laughs> Paper pusher. Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> Mater smasher. 2020 hindsight. You're a lot of things, sir. Closed on Sunday. General Robert E. Lee. <laughs> there it is. No fatties. <laughs> wow. That's right. Oh, shit. That was turned down. There they are. There they are. They're cheering for you. Uh, of course, for uh, as for me, everybody, uh, go follow uh, Rivers Langley on all social media just for no particular reason. Because oh! he's part of, yeah, just because he's part of uh, he's part of the Goods from the Woods yeah. podcast. Okay. And he's great. He's a great guy. <laughs> you should know who he is. You should know about him because I feel like he would be, uh, you know, and at least and like he also sounds like at least half of your titles. He I, can be described as such. I think. I, and I know you can't listen to podcasts through smoke signals, but. <laughs> Try to find this. Check I mean, out a computer. Maybe they have one at the juice factory. Well, there is the Smoke Rogan podcast, which like totally opened my mind to like, you know, just like, okay, who cares? I'm just going to plug my shit. I don't want to further this bit. Does he smoke out of a chaos bong? <laughs> 420, okay. Clear eyes, full hearts, chaos bong. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're in the Northern Hollywood area on March 18th, I'm hosting a, uh, or, you know, if just LA area, but probably Northern Hollywood specifically, I'm hosting a comedian's video game tournament at Player One in Ooh, North Hollywood. Smash brothers super Damn. smash bros ultimate where we're gonna have people who are good at the game with aggressive handicaps playing people who are bad at the game we're gonna make people do weird shit like play with mittens and eat ghost peppers before they they fight so it's gonna be very interesting and weird and um, we're doing commentary on that uh, and I'll be doing that with Joel Samataro. It's going to be very fun. Other than that, at KB Anderson, yo, and all the things to follow me, at Bleak Pod to follow this podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, phone a friend, uh, call your mom, tell her you love her, you know, if you still got one. Send a smoke signal. Send a smoke signal to your mom, you know. 
Yeah, why not? <laughs> your mom deserves that. Your mom, yo, your mom deserves this. Your mom's so fat, she deserves a smoke signal. Oh, dang. That's almost a joke. There's a joke in there somewhere. Uh, Sam Harder, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. And uh, we'll have you back on again soon, for sure. We'll do more podcast crossover. It'll be great. Yeah. And uh, Kelvin, always a pleasure to see what demented shit you're up to. <laughs> Tell John Frusciante if I see him, I'm going to... Punch him in the face. All right, if anybody's got a, if anybody's Allegedly. got, if anybody's got eyes on John Frusciante out there, pass that along. Actually, I, I heard he got a divorce. That's why. <laughs> that's why he's back with the chili peppers. Ah, uh, goddamn alimony. <laughs> that's a damn shame. Uh, until that's why next, you can't <laughs> wed me, you can't hold me down. I like dirt. I, I like dirt. I, I forgot how hard it is to end an episode when Calvin said to come to the sunset. Let him, let him go on. Bring he has on fucking the brown eyes. lung. He's not going to live for much longer. Yeah, let the man speak. Yeah, his lungs look like a spittoon at this so point. So what? He sounds like a guy who huffed a bunch of paint. Let him fucking talk. <laughs> I'm going to go until my pillow looks like Abraham Lincoln's. <laughs> or, or Sam Harder's after a Coke bender. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Call back to like an hour ago. Have a good night, everybody. Everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hit the applause. Hit the music. Yeah. And it's, fu- and it's funny, too. <laughs> Woo. Greatest fans in the world. Woo.